now sticking uh, with the script of potential NBA draft players now. I want to caveat this by saying this is just us kind of putting it out there, but two players that I think we definitely have to watch that, and this is not that they're going to leave or anything, but I think certainly doing their due diligence, they'll go through the NBA draft process. And again, similar to Marcus season ago, get that feedback. It has to be Jamal Shedd and Tremont Mark. Yeah. Yeah. And um, let's start with Jamal Shedd. I think he'll benefit from coming back, but I, I, I'm interesting. I mean, we of course we won't hear the feedback word for word, but just giving my analysis on the feedback that I would give him, portraying him to the NBA, I, I think it would, would be just become more of a consistent shooter. I, I think. Yeah. I don't want to say he's settled for some threes because he's open. You take the open shots. I just think he needs to be a little bit more consistent on threes and also have a better shot selection. I think his mid-range game is stellar, and I think he should take more mid-range shots. Although in the NBA now, it's a lot of analytics. People don't want you to take mid-range shots. Some teams, I would say, want you to take either three or close range two. But his playmaking ability, second to none. Um Although he had a few turnovers in there in the last game, but he's a great assisted turnover ratio guy. Really, really competes on the defensive end. Has explosiveness in his athletic ability and his strength to finish in the paint, which sets him apart from players like Kendrick Davis, for just for example, just to kind of throw that out there. And so I, I think he'll get some good feedback, but I, I think definitely think he should come back. And I think he will come back. Um, what say you, just before we get to Jamal in regards to Jamal? Uh, no, I agree. I think definitely he needs to enter the process and be able to hear that feedback. I think absolutely the three-point shot, something in, in the NBA nowadays, especially with his size, he's only six foot one. So if he doesn't have a consistent three-point shot, it's really going to limit his ability or not his ability. It's really going to limit his attractiveness to NBA teams at the next level. I think the, the one thing that really stands out about Jamal Shedd is oftentimes when Houston found themselves in crunch time situations, it was Jamal Shedd that would be the kind of the player that would hit the big shots uh, on a lot of different games. And I think that's something that's, again, it's not necessarily something that could be taught. It's just innate. He's never really scared of any of the big moments, but I think your analysis is absolutely 100% accurate in terms of if you would dub a quote-unquote area he needs to work in it's definitely his three-point shot in terms of the consistency factor to it now i think from a playmaking standpoint he's shown that he's a consistent enough player where he can create shots for his teammates and make their lives easier and even from a defensive standpoint he's a, a bit of an underrated defender which is kind of crazy to say from the conference defensive player of the year but that's something that's kind of uh, a badge of honor that he has in a step two but I think at the end of the day for his size and and just overall body type, if he isn't, I would say if we put a number on it, I think he would probably consistently at least 35% or more for next season in terms of three-point percentage to, for him to be a solid, you know, attractive player to NBA teams. I agree with that for sure. And um, while, I, while I'm giving comparisons, I kind of mentioned this during our list race Cougs. It reminds me of players like Ty Lawson, short, strong player that can get downhill, ultimate quickness, and can still finish inside, can play, make, and knock down some threes. And so, like you said, just have, show more incons- I mean, show more consistency from three, but as well as 
pick and choose his spots in regards to hitting his mid-range. I think like Chris Paul, I think he has that that Chris Paul-like mid-range shot to come off pick and roll and it can light you up from the mid-range. And like you said, that clutch gene that he has, that's something you can't teach. Just players that were born with it. He definitely has that in him. He um, relishes those big moments and he steps up in those big moments. And he's a very, very smart player. I think he's a he's a culture player, not just from Houston, but you get him in the NBA. I think um you know he's gonna come hard every day in practice. He's gonna be a, a player that's gonna cheer you. just do all the right things from a player that you would want in a from um, on a team. And just looking at his career numbers from obviously he didn't play he played really sparingly his freshman season, but he shot 12% from three-pointers his freshman year. He bumped that up to 29% last year when he was really had to force to be inserted into the role, and he even bumped it up to 31% this year. So you're seeing that positive track that mm-hmm. you'd like to see, but I think if he makes just that bigger jump again, but 35 around that area, I think that would really solidify him as an overall well-rounded player and doing everything that he can do now kind of transitioning to Tremont Mark, who I think he, he is an interesting player in it of itself because he has the shot creation factor. He has the ability to make shots at the next level. He has the ability to make tough shots at the next level. And that makes sense in terms mm-hmm. of just being a tough shot maker and being able to create his own shot. I mean, against Auburn, we showcased it. He was the go-to player for Houston when Jamal Shannon and Marcus Sasser were sitting on the bench with foul trouble. Now, I think the biggest thing from him from an offensive standpoint has to be Overall, it has to be him being more consistent because this season, it's kind of peaks and valleys where he had stretches where he was hot. And when he's on hot, there's I don't know if there's anything the defense can do to stop him. We saw it against Auburn, the game that sticks out during the regular season against UCF after they angered him a little bit during that game. And he was just zoned in and locked in. And that was nothing that the Knights could do really to stop him. But there's also some stretches where he just struggles to shoot from the field, which is, I mean... You tend to – it's not a surprise when it comes to the kind of – I don't know if there was a set role. Obviously, there was a set role, but there wasn't necessarily a oh, – I'm a guaranteed I'm going to have this many shots game in and game game out. It was much more dictated on how other teams, quite frankly, were defending Marcus Sasser, Shed, and Jarvis Walker. Yeah, and you just mentioned he was the fourth option. And so I think he definitely should come back. And he only put on, I would say, a little display on what he is fully, fully capable of. I'm such a such a huge Tremont Mark fan. I, I know what he's capable of. I've seen what he did at the high school level, and I've seen what he did at this level. And I know for sure that he could do that more consistently. And I think in that last game against Miami, when he has eight quick points, you got to ride him. I think he's still hot from last game, and he's seeing the ball in the rim really, really well. I think you got to ride him. That's something Coach Sampson and their staff do really, really well. But throughout this entire season, in which Coach Sampson mentioned, he was really focusing focusing on Tremont to be in his role and not to, quote-unquote, be who he can be in regards to an offensive juggernaut. He wanted him to take um, good shots and not, I don't, and, and not be, he wanted him to take in rhythm shots and just be in his role, open shots and not really be as aggressive as he could be. And so I think just coming back another year, two years, I mean, he can really put the world on, on notice on what he can't be because 
Um, you put the ball in his hands, not only can he play maker at a, at a really, really good level through a pick and roll. He's a really, really good pick and roll player, and he sees the floor well. He can make plays. And then his mid-range game, like we talked about Jamal, he I think he has a really an elite mid-range game. He can finish inside a good free throw shooter. Like Jamal, he has to become a more consistent three-point shooter when he's off the ball, and I think he can't do that. But what he showed this year is his defense. His defense and his rebounding, I think, is what's probably what Coach Sampson wanted him to focus on because that's going to make him an all-well-rounded basketball player. Now, if he comes back and he steps into that role to be a number one, number two option, focal point on the offense, and you allow him that he knows that every given night he's going to get at least 10, maybe even more um, shot attempts, and he's the focal point on the offense, I think you would see – um, his role and his stock grow even more because, it, like you just said, I mean, it's games this year where he pr- would take five or six shots and he wouldn't really get the, any uh, a lot of looks. And, he, and that was his role. And so credit to him for being a team player and being coachable and being a star in his role. And so, Tremont, I, I, I definitely think he should come back. And I think um, – if he does come back, he will have even a bigger year and be able to really, really fully display the show that the player he is because this is really his first year starting and playing a plethora of minutes. Um, his last year, of course, we know was dealt by injury. Freshman year, he came off the bench. And so I think next year with him, I mean, of course, well, we don't know, of course, I can't say that, but I assume that he'll be a focal point of Houston's offense and he would really, really be able to display his offensive arsenal. 